here I am. I'm making strides. I'm climbing up the corporate ladder. I'm doing all those things, but and I had a looks problem. Good. It like looks from good the outside, on the outside. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Struggling on the inside. It was um, time for taxes to be done, and I was getting a refund. Mm-hmm. Lord, just allow me to pay this off and not go back to those payday lending places. That, that was my deliverance. That was Marilyn Chapel, and this is Guild Stories. Welcome to Guild Stories, the podcast where every person has a story, and it's the stories that connect us all. I am Justin Rickliffs, founder and CEO of Guild Content. We are so grateful you're here. This podcast is a place where we'll explore the stories of hustlers, dreamers, and doers who are going for it by pursuing meaningful work and living life with purpose. Welcome to Guild Stories. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to Guild Stories. I'm joined today by Marilyn Chapel, president and founder of Exceeds Expectations, which you can find them on Exceeds Expectations, both plural, um, .org, ExceedsExpectations.org. Um, Marilyn, we, uh, well, let me just start with this. Welcome to the show, and thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Justin. Yeah, it's a blast. I can't wait to, um, I know like an inch of the story, and I, I can't wait to, to learn more. So i um, grateful that you would, you would make time. Um, so by way of quick context, we got connected through our mutual friend, Rob Hughes. Uh, Rob's a, a, a big-hearted, generous connector in KC, and um, he, he, he gets on TV far more than I do. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which is basically you and every, I both. Yeah, basically every day. Um, so for those that don't know you or what you guys are up to at Exceeds Expectations. Give us like the, you know, jumping in point on like, what are y'all up to? What are you doing? And then we'll kind of wind you all the way back to the beginning and and go from there. Yeah. So Exceeds Expectations, we're a 501c3 nonprofit organization. We teach financial literacy as well as personal development. Mm. And so we, we teach from financial psychology, the mindset around money, Mm. all the way to why you should have insurance, you mm. know, for you and your family, just to protect your assets and, you know, your family from any hard times. So we discuss it all, and we just want to see everybody be able to just achieve their American dream. And, you know, their American dream is going to look different, you know, from one person to the next. So we just want to be that that um, that vehicle for them. I love it. Vehicle I love it. Vehicle of hope. Uh, I love it. Vehicle of hope. That's awesome. Um, you and Rob, you, you mentioned before we hit play here or record that you guys share military background. There's lots of awesome stuff in our city um, that has has some bent towards. And we've had some of those folks on this show. Um, but like, I guess wind wind us back to kind of the Maryland story. Like, where'd you grow up? How'd you how'd you kind of stumble your way into what you're doing now? What's yeah. the long meandering trail? Yeah, so I grew up at Whiteman Air Force Base. Oh, really? You know, okay. So about an hour, about an hour and a half from here. Yep. And um, from there. Home of the B-2, right? I know, right? Okay, is that right? <laughs> That's okay. right. Okay. It is. Yeah. And so um, grew up there, mm. military, and then we went to Japan for three years, mm. came right back to Whiteman Air Force Base. But really, my life has really been sheltered. Mm. And so um, one of the things that... I, um, well, just kind of slow myself down here because I get excited when I Same. start talking about finances, <laughs> right? But slow myself down. Um, I've always been that person who always wanted to have her own. Mm. I always wanted to strive for greater. Mm. So my parents gave me a car to drive when I, um, I would say, 
senior when I was a senior in high school mm-hmm. and even afterwards. Um, they just told me I just had to pay for the insurance. But what did I want to do? I wanted to go out and buy my own vehicle. Of course. And so that's what I did. So now, now that I bought my own vehicle, mm. I have mm. created bills for myself. Mm. Um, after that, I ended up wanting my own apartment. Mm. And so what did it end up happening? I'm finding myself having to work a full-time job to be able to pay my car note and be able to pay my Hit the rent. rent every f- the first yep absolutely right. yep. so I'm going to college at the same time mm. right so really not being able to you know have all the fun like college kids would do with no jobs yep. right yep. <laughs> yep so I'm working at Taco Bell mm. um what college it, where'd you go I went to CMSU okay. when they called it CMSU, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it's yeah. UCM. Yep. Um, I started there. Go Jennies. Go Jennies, <laughs> exactly. Started there and then ended at DeVry University. Nice, yeah. And so ended up that there because Taco Bell ended up transferring me in a management position awesome. to Kansas Third City. College. Got it. That's how love I it. ended up in Kansas City. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah. So from there, I, you know, I started working at a furniture, v, a furniture store. Mm. Mm. Then I ended up in banking mm. and boy, did I love <laughs> banking. <laughs> Yes. Did you know you would love banking? No. Okay. So I got okay. my degree. <laughs> yeah. I got my degree in communications management, love it. Um, net, network and communications management at DeVry University okay. and ended in banking. Yeah. Who would have known, right? <laughs> but I spent three months working for Sprint mm. and realized that I did not like working behind the scenes, communicating to people in the field. Mm. I needed to have that physical connection and I need this. Front lines, give yes. me face to face. Yep, yep, yep. Build relationships and all that good stuff. So, yep. yeah. So, yeah. So, I ended in, in banking, uh, worked my way from a teller to a vice president of a credit union. Crazy. Um, cool. That's where I found my passion of mm. teaching finances. Mm. And, and helped under, unpack that. Like, there's um, a, a, a probably a long journey even in the oh, yeah. uh, teller to VP. Like, what was that? narrative for you what was that experience like for you as you you know kind of worked your way up and started yeah. having these light bulb moments of like oh man there's something here oh yeah so you know working my way from a teller to a vp just because you mm-hmm. hold positions does not mean that you know everything about finances mm-hmm. does that does not mean that you won't have any financial struggles um yourself um i found myself actually having some of those financial struggles some of those financial struggles was um, I ended up having an addiction of gambling, mm. gambling, gambling away my money, mm. right? You know, unable to pay for my needs yep. Yep. and found myself at payday lending mm. places. Mm. Got so smart for myself that I was pulling out money on a payday loan in Missouri on Missouri side. And since we're so close to Kansas, <laughs> crossed that state yep. line. Yep. And I was right there at that payday loan too. Mm-hmm. And so one day mm-hmm. I was sitting at work while I'm working for a financial mm-hmm. institution and um, it was payday. Mm-hmm. And I felt myself starting to have anxiety, you know, oh. just, you know, I felt like bricks was on my shoulders yep. because yep. not only did I need to, I'm off. I get off work at at five thirty, but I need to make sure that I'm at both of those payday loans by six o'clock, Damn. as well as picking up my daughter because I'm mm. a single mother mm. and I have to go pick her up from the daycare. Daycare, yeah. Oh, by six. Mm. That was stressful. Can so? Can you imagine mm. a 
eight hour day or eight to nine hour day and you're trying to produce, but yet you're thinking about, oh yeah. So, you know, production might not be a hundred percent that day because you're kind of operating off of anxiety. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, did that Mm -hmm. for a while and realized that, you know what, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, I prayed about it. You know, I was like, God, if you just take this addiction away from me, because, you know, so many times people think that addictions is just drugs or it's alcohol. Totally. It can be food. It can be. uh, It can be anything that you're indulging in and it's taking away your income. Right. right. That's right. And so. um, And even. Yes. And like and your mindset and your attention and your best parts of you like. That, that uh, yes, preach, go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because I, I think, and, and let me expand, like, I think the, the psychology proves to some degree and to some level, all of us are addicted to something. Yes. And in the shame in that message can get erased when it's just like, dude, of course you, like, it's just normal. Like, we, we go through this stuff. Like, our, our, you know, I had a season where I was, like, addicted to social media and I couldn't get yeah. off my damn phone and, like, the dope, it's a real psychological thing. It really is. And and so, again, yeah, your, your point, whether it's gambling or drugs or all this stuff, right? Or, or hey, man, like, I I hit add to cart on Nike.com a thousand times last oh. year or whatever, yeah, right? Seriously. Um, yeah, it's all that stuff. It's all that stuff and much more. And it's, I mean, shit, it's work. Like, it's work, workaholism. It and that's a, one thing that we're like, I'll pat on the back. You're hustling and going after it and you're ambitious. And it's like, no, man, I'm actually like, running scared from something much deeper or whatever, right? Yeah, Um, and that's the financial psychology of it all. And, you know, and that's one thing that separates Exceeds mm -hmm. Expectations um, from Mm -hmm. a lot of other organizations who teach Mm -hmm. financial literacy because anybody can teach how to budget. Mm -hmm. But until you really dig deep to uproot that stinking thinking, to Mm -hmm. uproot those bad habits, where did you learn those Mm -hmm. habits from? And a lot of times that's where, that's an area that Mm -hmm. people don't really want to talk about. And so even when you look back at my life, you know, where did I learn gambling? Well, I learned it from my family. Mm -hmm. When I was young, you know, it was okay to play cards and play cards for money. You know, here we are 10, 11 years old and it was okay. Mm -hmm. Because that was a family thing. You know, when you grow up even younger than that, you saw your parents going to um, friends' houses and, you know, and they're having a good time and playing cards. And yep. so you see that. Yep. And so it makes it okay for you. But what mm. sometimes our parents or even family members didn't tell you is that, hey, they had a problem as well. Mm-hmm. They had some financial struggles because some of the decisions that they made as well. Mm. And so I had to learn that on my yeah. own that, hey, you know, you, you can go gamble your money away, but you're going to have a problem with paying your rent. <laughs> and at the time, for yep. me, it was my mortgage yep. Yep. because I had bought a home, you know, at the age of 26 by myself. So here I am. I'm making strides. I'm climbing up the corporate ladder. I'm doing all those things, but and I had a problem. Good. It like looks from good the outside, on the outside. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Struggling mm-hmm. on the inside, mm-hmm. right? Mm. But, you know... It came to the point to where it was um, time for taxes to be done, and I was getting a refund. And I was like, this is, this, this is my time. This is the time for me to change. And mm-hmm. Lord, just allow me to pay this off and not go back to those payday lending places. Mm-hmm. And that, that was my deliverance. Mm-hmm. 
That tax refund. That tax refund was my and that mindset. The mindset. That mindset. Yeah, because I had to be sick and tired. So you know, with addictions, you know, everybody around you. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. and you know, other people can want better for you, but if you don't want better for yourself, and you have to make the decision that you want better. Mm. And so, even when we talk about budgeting, I always like to say, budget for better. Mm. Let's budget for better. I hate budgets. I know, right? Oh, I but it keeps it. us in line, no, doesn't that's it? Right. That's right. <laughs> but, but like, in, in all seriousness, it's because if you, and, and I'd, I'd love to hear you expand on this, but, like, the psychology of the money is far deeper than a damn spreadsheet. Absolutely. And, like, if if the extent of the exercise is filling out a spreadsheet, of course it's annoying and frustrating. Okay. And, like, you, you're out. I'm out, right? Like, I'm 41 and I'm out on budgets, but like I'm in on mindset and psychology and understanding. And, uh, you know, as you were sharing your story, the one that came to my mind was for me uh, and, you know, similar experience was like, I'm working for the chiefs. I've got this cool gig. I've got like a pretty family. We post the hell out of it on Instagram. Right. And I had, we had our, we had our, I'm trying to remember it specifically, we, we were in Kansas City. We had at least our fourth kid and maybe our fifth. And again, good gig, cool house, mortgage, the whole thing. Um, nice car, you know, relatively to like what I thought I'd have growing up. Like cool, cool, yeah, cool life. living your Look, American yeah, yeah, yeah. dream, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and I had a lunch meeting with a guy. And I woke up and it was like I had the same, that pan, that flooded panic, anxiety feeling of like, Oh damn! I thought today was the day we got paid. It's actually tomorrow. Credit cards maxed. I like checked the USAA app on my phone, and it's like I got seven fourteen in the checking account, and everything else is like to the li- to the limit. Yeah. And I was like, man, I gotta tell this dude like he's gotta buy lunch or like I gotta cancel right. And it's, so it's there's this there's this weird and I you know I've been a part of it like of the system, but there's this weird taboo you don't talk about money yeah you just look just Mm -hmm. look the part shut up and you don't talk about this stuff (laughs) and so again same thing of like you you wrestle with that struggle and the shame and the mess and the like oh Oh, i got i I got some work to do here um absolutely and so often you know people suffer mm -hmm. in silence you know they they show up to work and i would say we right we show up to work you know having issues Mm -hmm but don't know who we can talk to that mm. won't judge us, mm. you know, that That's won't right. spread it, you know, uh, you know, amongst people that you really don't want to, to know. Mm. And so, mm. yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's well thank you number one like thanks for sharing um it's it's uh it's refreshing to hear like real right <laughs> real <laughs> uh, real stories and real stuff like uh yeah it's not like nobody's slaying it and killing it all the time right like th- this stuff's meaningful and I'm really grateful you went there so you um have this experience this awakening right this yes. like did you say reckoning is that the word you used uh I can't remember what word you used <laughs> I, I, in my mind it's awakening but you had this yeah. moment where you're like man I'm, I'm done uh, enough is enough sick and tired of being sick and tired yes. right Dave Ramsey said that well right. I think. <laughs> um what like then what like how'd the story unfold absolutely so you know I found myself um when people would come into the bank, um, into the credit union, I found myself being attached to people who would get told no for their needs. Mm. 
Now, needs can look different for everybody. So if somebody comes in and says that I need a $500 personal loan, you know, because they need it for whatever reason, and they get turned down, or maybe it was a car loan, maybe it was a home loan that they got turned down for, from, um, I found myself bringing them into my office. Because one thing I learned is that mm. everybody's not going to be a passionate about what you're passionate mm. about. Mm. And so I found that, you know, even at, you know, the bank. And so they would come into my office and I would actually pull their credit report. Well, I mean, it was already pulled if they got the no, but I would pull it um, back there with me, go over each line by line and show them how they can show back up with their yes, but they got to do the work. And so I had a couple of people who would come back and say, Marilyn, I'm able to buy a home now. I had one guy who ended up buying like two homes. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, he, know he achieved, guy. yeah, he <laughs> achieved one, one goal. And he was like, you know what, I'm going to be an investor, you know, but awesome. his mindset shifted, you know. And I think that, you know, it's not that people don't want to achieve. They don't have the tools. They need the tools. Who's going to take the time to share the tools and the resources so then that way they, it's in reach for even them as well? How do you begin to enlarge, change, encourage, alter? You know, the, the word you use there that, I, that I'm, like, highlighting here is mindset. Yes. That, that it's such a – I mean, you've used some amazing phrases already that are inspiring and, like, evidence that you – have this abundant growth minded yeah. mindset, right? Yes. How do you help people see that? How do you help? Um, I, I don't, it's probably, it's not your responsibility to like force that upon someone, right. but how do you like help folks um, see that shift, potential right? and shift? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you said it better. Yeah. So, you know, I meet them where they are. I don't talk down, but I meet them right where they are because I was once there. So I'm very transparent. And I will always share my story because people um, need to know that, you know what, you're human too. Yeah, you might be driving a nice car today. You might be living in a nice house today. But it took work. It took sacrifice and some commitment. You know, I went without, you know, for some things to be able to have what I have today. And I share that. And so one thing that I always start with is I always ask them, what are your goals? What is your why? Mm. What is your why? And I always tell them, make sure that your why is greater than yourself. Because we'll let down ourselves easily all the time, all the time right? <laughs> but yeah. when it's greater than yourself, that's your motivation to keep going. It's a little harder to say, no, I'm not going to do that today, right? And so I will um, I, then, you know, from there, I make sure that they know that money is not a goal. It is a tool. And the moment that it becomes a goal, which a lot of times when we were younger, that's what it was, right? Because that's what we were taught. You know, go get that job, the high paying job, and you make sure you stay there for, you know, until you, yeah, <laughs> so you could retire. And, yep. you know, yep. even though you may not have been happy, right? But money is a goal. Mm. I mean, money is not a goal, it's, it's a tool. Mm. And I say the moment that money becomes the goal, mm. you can find yourself in places you wish you never would be. That's right. Yep. Because you will be chasing it forever and you will never have enough. There's not enough. There's not enough. And so once we get that down and we write down their goals now, hey, let's talk about how we're going to get there. And I'm going to help you along the way. You don't have to do it by yourself. And you know what? We're going to talk about some things that, you know, 
it might be dirty, right? But we're going to talk about some things, and I want to listen because I want to help you uproot, you know, that stinking thinking, those bad habits. So then that way we can lay a fresh, strong foundation so not only will you be able to benefit, but your family will be able to benefit. Your kids and your kids' kids will be able to benefit because your mind shifted. Now the trajectory of your lives are shifting together. Damn, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I see why Rob connected us. Um, the, it, one, one helpful phrase for me in the last few years as I've, you know, because like trying to like, you know, provide for a family and grow a business and have these, you know, uh, these these team members with salaries and stuff, right? Like it's all, it's all. There's a thread that ties back to a money belief, all yeah. of it. And one thing that's been helpful as I've kind of navigated this um, in a different season of life for me is money is simply ener- energy. Like it's it's not um, it's not a fixed thing. It's I mean, yes, it shows up sometimes in like paper form or in a digital number on a damn screen, but like. It's really just energy that allows you to either be scarce and hold and afraid, which yeah. again, like I come like my, my roots, the psychological roots for me and money is that there won't be enough yeah. and not in the way we were just <laughs> describing it, not in the way of like, um, money won't ever, there, there won't be enough to make you happy in and of itself. Like, um, we will always inherently chase more. Yeah. I, I'm talking about the other side of it where it's like, no man, like. I've got to hold on to mine because there's not enough. Like that, that scarce, fearful, you know, terrified little boy of like, man, right? Like, I'm going to get mine before y'all get yours, right? I'm right. going to eat. I'm going to eat first. Yeah. And um, I, I think it's it's this, that, that concept has been helpful where it's like, it's literally just energy. It's a, yeah. it's a, it's an abundant flow of, of that. Or it's this like anxious feeling of, Scarce, right? Yeah, scarcity. Yeah, that scarcity and abundance versus abundance mm. mindset mm. and, you know, money, the way you look at it. So mm. you're, you're so right. You're so right. Um, you know, there is a, um, there is a, um, with financial psychology, a lot of times you can go back even to your childhood oh. on why you look at money the way you do, mm. um, why you spend money the way you do. And for instance, when we're, when we're budgeting at home, you know, a lot of times I always say, you know, hey, you know what, we can cut back on some of these snacks, right? <laughs> you know, but for my husband, he's like, no, mm. that's, that's an area I don't want to cut back on. Well, it took me to have to ask him why and kind of mm. dig a little deeper on why, and it's because when he grew up, mm. that was something that they did not have. So that was a treat for mm. them when they, they actually got to go buy each each one of them were able to buy one bag of potato chips yeah. of their own, right? He had a larger family. You know, I come from a smaller family, right? And so, um, even she has a deep emotional visceral response. It really is those little things. Envelope tucked back in the brain. Yep. yep. Yeah, and you know, and you got to think about it too. Like even like from for me, you know, we didn't talk about money. You know, that was nothing we talked about at the table. You know, all my um, stepfather used to tell me was safe. But, you know, mm. didn't take me to go to the bank to open up an account. You know what I mean? So mm. it was one of those things that um, it really was not taught step by step. And so I always like to say, as mm. we were growing up, we had a bed to sleep in. Mm. We had a house with a roof over our head. We had food to eat. 
it didn't appear like our parents did not go through anything because our needs were being met, right? But when you get older and you start asking some of those questions, and I encourage anybody who's listening, you know, to begin to start, if, if, you, if you haven't been um, communicating about money or felt confident about talking about money, start asking your parents, even if you're older, even if you're in your 30s and your 40s, ask your parents, how were they doing financially when they were raising you? Mm. I bet you would learn something. Mm. And I bet you would even learn something for a time such as this, even for you and your family. And so, um, yeah. I, and that was one thing that I did learn. I learned that, you know, it was not always good, you know. And there were some hard decisions that were, you know, being made. And they did go without, but I didn't see it, you know. And so a lot of things are really tied back to our, our childhood. And I would definitely say that scarcity mindset is tied back to our childhood. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And, and especially to your, you know, the system in which you, it sounds like you grew up, it was just like, Shh, we don't talk about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's so really similar for my, like my personal experience. I don't love, love and think the world of my folks, but oh, like, yeah. we just didn't, that wasn't something, you know, and if it was, it's like, hey, maybe, maybe I saw an invoice on the table that they didn't want me to see that said something about overdue. And I'm like, yeah. overdue? Collection? What's that? Like, yeah. I, I, somebody's gonna come get us, right? Like that's right. A, when you're a kid, you don't know the context of like what what jobs and work and savings and all the complexities of it. Adulting's hard, right? right. <laughs> uh, as one of my friends that I work with says a lot. Um, but but like as a kid, when you see those messages, you pick up those messages, and in your mind, you're like, you think death. Yeah, arrest just creeps up. <laughs> it's right? like that's, there's nothing like what I mean. What up? What are you going to do with that piece of paper? Somebody yeah. come, cops are coming to get us, right? And so those types of messages, if not discussed, so of course play out over the yeah. course of decades and, and generations. Absolutely. So how did I'm I'm like sorry I, I, I rabbit trail this like crazy, but I've no, I've, okay. I've loved the dialogue. <laughs> um, where and how did exceeds expectations when, when was it born like how did it like how did it go from your office where you're helping folks in the credit union to like hey this thing needs a needs a life and an identity and, and some breath what, what 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 did that process look like yeah so at December 2016 um my husband and I we, we prayed about um that one day coming that mm. one day mm. where I was able to resign from my position, not necessarily for exceeds expectation, but for our electrical contracting um, company that we started as a family. Okay, cool. And so my husband, you know, one day came home. He was like, "Look, well, let me bag up." Yeah, because I, I don't know that story at all. Yeah, really. and so the, yeah, because now you're gonna yeah. Let's go. <laughs> right. So we used to find ourselves um, sitting in lounge chairs in front of our garage mm. every evening. Mm. We didn't have a deck. We were in front of the garage in some lounge chairs. <laughs> and sometimes even in the evening time when the stars would come yeah. out, right? Yeah. And But we were dreaming out there. Mm. I didn't know we were dreaming. We thought we were just having conversations on where we wanted to be. And, mm. you know, one day, you know, he ended up sitting on, there was a little wall you know, right by our garage. And he was sitting there and I was sitting in the lounge chair. And he was like, you know what? He said, we're never going to get out of debt working our eight to fives. Mm. And so he just started talking and, you know, he just started having vision. And, you know, 
I I was like, okay, you know, so what are you thinking, right? What are you about to say, man? Right. (laughs) So the shift didn't happen until we ended up moving ourselves from outside, talking about things, right? Wishing, Mm -hmm. hoping, until we went inside and sat at the dining table and started writing down what we wanted to see come to pass in our lives. We did that for that's over awesome. a year. Mm. And, you know, today I would say that's a great start for a vision board, right? You know, write down your goals and now get some pictures and start, mm. um, you know, making sure that they align. Mm. We took those goals and we put them on our refrigerator. It's awesome. Why did we put it on our refrigerator? Because everybody in the house would see it mm. day in and day out. This is why mm. we're going to work. This is why we're saying no to this. And this is why we're doing this. Mm. And so... Believe it or not, over that year, things started happening. Of course, yes, <laughs> yes. Let me tell you, you know, you, you you manifest what you focus on. What you focus on the most manifests, right? And so um, my husband came home one day. He um, was about to uh, leave his job, and he was like, you know what? He said, all I need to know is that um, you're on board, you know, with, mm. with us starting our own. And at the time, I'm sitting here like, you know, because sometimes, I mean, you, yeah, <laughs> I'm thinking account, one yeah. income, um, mm-hmm. you starting a business, mm-hmm. is this a good time? You know, all of those course. things, those yep. thoughts come into yep. mind. Yep. But then when you start thinking about faith and you begin to start operating in faith, you're like, okay, there's, there's no better time, right? Mm. And so it was a faith move. It was a faith walk mm. at that moment. Mm. And I was like. Absolutely. I'm all in. I got your back. I'm there. And so he ended up starting his own business. Well, Mm -hmm. he ended up getting um, a contract, Mm -hmm. ended up getting a contract uh, for uh, school. Mm -hmm. And then he was like, you know what? He was like, well, who's going to, who's going to work it? (laughs) Who's going to do it? Yeah. Who's (laughs) going to do it? Who's And and he said, clearly God told him he's going to do it with his own hands. And so for the first three to four months, while I'm still working at the credit union as VP and demands are coming, right? And while my husband, yes, and while my husband's needing me to help with, you know, paperwork, for three to Mm. four months, he was doing it by himself Mm. with a ladder in his in, in in a 2006 Chevy Impala. Yeah, he was <laughs> a ladder in the in the, in the passenger seat. I love it. And about four months later, mm. he ended up being able to hire his first um, employee after he got his first draw. Mm. You know, now was it hard during that time? Yeah, but it was a sacrifice on both of That's our right. ends. You know, so from on my end, while I'm at the finance at, at the credit union. Um, here I am getting having demands because I have employees under me who are needed who's needing my attention. I have um, customers or members who are needing my attention, but I also have my cell phone ringing from my husband because he's needing me to make sure I send out a change order or make sure I, you know, do payroll. You know, it got so great to where I couldn't do both. I couldn't do p- both because it was too much. I couldn't be a hundred percent here and didn't try to be a hundred percent over there. No, so that's that's, that's how awesome. I was able to resign December 2016, mm. and I was all in 100% with Chapel Electric. Mm. Well, mm. my husband came home one day, and he said, you know what? He said, Treese, and that's my middle name. He Kay. calls me Treese. So if you hear me say that, don't you'd be like, now who is she? Wait, well, who the right? Therese? <laughs> but he was like, you know what, Treese? He's like, you know, um, 
I want you to still pursue your dreams. Mm. He knew that I loved teaching finances. That's awesome. And so at that point, that's where Exceeds Expectations Incorporated was birthed. Mm. It was inspired by Ephesians 3.20. Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ask or think. Mm. And so when I think of that scripture, you know, it... it Mm. It gets me excited every time because I'm like, you know, even my big ideas is not big for God. And so I was like, you know what, if I can just share this message with everybody that I come in contact with and let them know that that their circumstances are not bigger than, than what God can do for you. Your big ideas that you have or even your small ideas that you think, right, God is always going to have something bigger for you. We just got to write it down. Write it down and believe it, <laughs> right? And then he's going to do the work. Yeah. I mean, we're going to do the work, too, because we're going to walk by faith, right? But he's going to meet us where we are. And it's always going to be far greater than what we can imagine. So I get that's why I get excited about it. And so when you think of my um, our organization's name, Exceeds Expectations, oh, it's not because of me. Mm. It's not because any of our volunteers. It's always because God is going to meet us right where we are, and their scripture says, you know, where two or three is gathered together in his name, that, that's where sh the shift is going to take place. So anytime somebody's sitting across from me or beside me and we're talking about finances, I already know he's in the midst. Mm. And I know there's going to be a shift. It may not be the first day. It might not be the first week. It may not be the second week. But somewhere along the line, along their journey, there's going to be a shift. And boy, do I have many stories mm. about shifting people's mindset, you know, and it's not me, but it's the God that works in me and through me. <laughs> and so that's where it exceeds expectations. It's not me. I don't exceed nobody's expectations, <laughs> but God does. So there you have it. <laughs> I pretty much miss everyone's expectations. I know. Um, that, that like, uh, I, I really hope like in, in all seriousness and in, in giving that the, the like power and breath that it deserves, like that chunk of stuff i mean you've probably said that a million times but like that needs to be like man boom on the website like that that story is powerful and there's so much to draw from it right but like the the, the things that are worth exploring further all of it is to be clear but like the things that that seem so crystal clear to me are man y'all like you dreamed you, you gave yourself the permission to sit outside in the lounge chairs and look at the stars and wonder, right? Yeah. Like, it, it really does start with some, um, and again, I, I believe firmly in everything you said. For those that don't, like, there's something bigger than us, right? Yeah. Like, call it, call it the magic universe. Call it something, yeah. right? But, like, there is a power. There is a, there is a story bigger than the one you're writing for yourself. And the fact that you and your husband, like, sat in the lawn chairs, looked up and like wondered, right? Like, yeah. what would it be like if, what, imagine if we were out of debt and yeah. like it started with the, with the anticipation and the curiosity and the, the possibility. And then y'all like, didn't just leave it in the hope. And again, the prayers are wonderful, but yeah. like you didn't leave it in the, in the, I, I mean, I got no responsibility just here. Like, leave it yep, out there, yep. just hoping that like, something's going to happen while we sit back and just like, do nothing. Y'all went to the dining room <laughs> and started putting a plan in place yes. and creating, man. I love the word, manifested this vision, and you posted it on the, on the refrigerator and said, like, hey, this is why we're not 
again going to margaritas for the fourth time this week. Or we're not going to eat out again. Or we're not going to buy that extra pair of shoes. Or we're going to say no to this thing. Or we're going to chunk away a little bit at this credit card. Or we're going to do this and that. And like, it's just, man, it's it's just rich. It's rich <laughs> in like practical vision, right? Oh, like yeah. it, it it takes this kind of fuzzy ethereal you know thing out of like dreamland and says cool like let's give your vision some practical purpose um and so that's amazing and then the last thing i'd say and and i want to shift gears here a little bit to, to hear about the folks you're serving and helping um but the the united you know uh let me say it this way there's a there's a financial guy I've, you would love you probably have heard of him his name's ramit seti he runs a website called I will teach you to be rich.com, which is hilarious. I think it's like <laughs> an amazing URL. Yeah. yeah. But like, <laughs> but he has the, but you know, you think rich, you hear rich and people think money. Right. He, his whole concept is like, I want to teach you how to live a rich life for you. That may be like, you know, living in a cabin in the woods and not answering to anybody. And you make 12 <laughs> grand a year and like eat deer, right? Like right. that could be, <laughs> or it could be whatever your version of rich life is. Yeah. And when Brooke and I are aligned and in the and swimming in the same, um, we've got this shared Google Doc that we 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 have our individual what we what we determine as a rich life for ourselves, and then collectively as like a family unit. Like, what is a what does a rich life look like? And and most of the stuff on the list isn't real yet, right? Yeah. yeah. But it's like this. It is the it's our version of the of the refrigerator. It's like, yeah. man, what would it be like if? And, and to have those things spoken and believed. And, and of course, like there, you can get weird in the like, um, you know, materialism or when, any of the other stuff. But like right. the way that you spelled that out was so practical and helpful and, and beautiful and, and connected. It was just, it was wonderful. So great job. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank <laughs> Su- you. Super cool. Super cool. Um, tell me about, so like December 2016. You launched this other dream. Um, I, I'm sure there's a million stories, but like oh, yeah. the ones that come to mind, in in the sense of you mentioned, like you could you could tell a bunch of stories about people's mindset shifted. Oh, yeah. Like who, who again, not personal, but like who comes to your mind when you think of oh man, like exceedsexpectations.org has th- has been a part of these stories. Like who, what comes to your mind? Yeah, so the the first story that comes to my mind would be um, when I'm when I'm able to go into prisons. Mm. So um, if you would ask me probably three years ago, like would I ever go into the prison to teach financial mm. literacy? Mm. Um, I probably would have asked you, why? Why should I? Why do I need to? Well, it became real and intentional and purposeful when I realized that, hey, my husband once was incarcerated. His Mm. vision is to always give back to men and women coming out of incarceration. Mm. Uh, Hello, that's that's part of the mission, is to help my husband. You know, what we're supposed to be, the woman's supposed to be the help meet, right? (laughs) So to help help him meet his his goals, right? You know, but but how beautiful, you know, that I'm doing something that I'm passionate about, but also reaching um, men and women um, who are coming who are coming out of prison in less than 12 months. So I found myself going into prisons, um, one in Topeka, the women's prison in Topeka, Cameron, the men's prison, 
And, um, oh, my gosh, just when you think that you're going in there teaching, you know, 20 to 25, you know, men and women, uh, you always come out. And I'll say I, I always come out. And I'm like, man, they taught me something. That's awesome. Yeah. And, you know, and I come out so fulfilled. You know, like, you know, if I don't do anything else today, I, I'm good. I, I'm good. <laughs> I'm floating. And so yeah. I would say that, um, and this is just one of the stories, but um, this one guy had uh, came to me after class and he's like, you know what, Marilyn? He was like, every time, you know, I leave from this class and it was a two hour class um, every week for six weeks. He said, Whoa. every time we, I leave out of class, he said, I always call my sister back home. He said, my sister doesn't know anything about finances, and I'm teaching her. That's cool. So just when I'm thinking that I'm teaching just the 20 to 25 people in front of me. That's cool. It's reaching much further. And I'm like, okay, I get it. I get it. And so then another guy told me, you know, when we talked about budgeting, he said, even though I don't really have a lot of money to be trying to budget because I'm here incarcerated, right, he said, I take the food that I buy from my commissary, from the commissary. And he said, I budget my food. He said, I realized through cool. a lot of things that you shared with us about our talents and our skills and how, you know, sometimes that can make money for us. We put a dollar amount on it. He said, I realized I know how to make chocolate bars in here. Mm. He said, now I don't find myself having to go to the commissary, he said, because people are paying me. That's awesome. Through That's food. Awesome. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. You know, so it's like never underestimate your message, no matter where somebody is at today. And so I, was, I, I, I learned that, but they were learning that as well, that they're not their circumstances, that you're not your past, right? There's so many breakthrough moments that always happens during the financial psychology, because let me tell you, what I teach on the outside, I teach in the inside. And so... Um, I've had people get out of prison and then they would contact me. Actually, last week I just had a guy said, you know, I went, I was one of the ones who went through your program. He said, man, he said, you taught it very well. That's awesome. He said, now I'm an, he's, I'm an executive director of an organization. I even have my own construction company. He said, I would love for you to come to our organization to teach these guys. Awesome. I'm like, just those little things. All we got to do is just sow seed. Mm-hmm. You know, don't don't worry about, you know, how it's going to grow or what's going to happen after you sow it, you know, because it's always it, there's always going to be something greater, always going to be something greater. One more. So I love um, it. I, you see, I'm passionate no, about it. Right? Oh, more. I'm in. <laughs> I had a, a lady um, right in um, Topeka, Topeka prison. Um, she was stuck when we were doing goal setting, you know, right at the beginning. You know, we talked about financial psychology and now we're goal setting. Um, talk to her about talk to them all about the smart template, you know, being specific, measurable. Um, is it attainable? Is it realistic, time driven? Put a date on it. I don't care if you're in, incarcerated <laughs> yeah. right now. Put yep. a date on it because you know what your date is to mm. be to be out of here. Right. Because I'm talking to people less than 12 months of, you know, getting coming out. And so she was just stuck. And she said, Marilyn, I'm having a hard time with, with coming up with some of my goals. And so I begin to start asking questions and, you know, and I asked her why, you know, what's going on. She's like, before I came here, she said, I've never had goals. Nobody even mm. talked to me about goals. She said, I have followed the footsteps of my parents and that was selling drugs. And that's how I made money. I never dreamed. 
And I was like, wow, so another learning moment for me because I'm sitting here like everybody dreams, everybody has goals. No, Some they don't. Need, yeah, that's right. You know, and so, you know, it really taught me how to just be compassionate, how to, you know, meet people where they are. Love you that. know, it's okay. And I started asking more questions, you know, about, you know, what does she want to do when she gets out? You know, what, what different lifestyle would you want to live? Mm. You know, and just, you know, just asking a lot of questions. Well, that same lady ended up, and during the pandemic now, during the pandemic, we couldn't go into the prison. But she sent a letter. She sent a letter with her goals on one side, and it was in black. And in red, she showed the dates that they, they were accomplished. So they were short-term goals for her, but she accomplished these That's goals great. right there in prison. She paid off some of the restitution. She, she paid off, you know, being able to get her driver's license. So she's setting herself up for success right. before she gets out. And so, you know... It's those moments like that where I'm like, okay, that's my purpose. I'm walking in my destiny. And so I worry about just that one in front of me. I don't worry about having a room full of people. You know, that if it's just that one, I, I, I did what I was called to do. And so, yeah, so, um, awesome. yeah, so, so prison, going into the prisons, teaching, um, you know, them about financial literacy and how to be successful on the outside and, you know, giving them tools and resources that that by far is is very fulfilling. You know, just one of our services. That's so great. I, I appreciate you sharing. What's so cool is like, you know, this this the way you kind of said it was wonderful in the sense of, you know, that lady maybe didn't even know how to dream or how to like what she didn't even know like what should I imagine what what is possible. I'll, the narrative I've believed is this, and I don't even know the narrative. I just subconsciously have this thing, like you said, the financial psychology, this this heavy thing in the middle that I don't even explore because I'm yeah. scared, afraid, ashamed, whatever. And then what's fun and fascinating at the same time is like those, those goals, as minor as maybe they were, she accomplished them. And, and I, I, again, I don't, I don't know her, (laughs) but like, I know me (laughs) and, and, and when those, when, when the, when the brain chemicals activate that loop instead of that other loop, the like shame, quiet, don't look at the account statement is bad. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't even know it's possible. Right. Like that, that lump of stuff versus the momentum that like these little wins check the box do the thing save five bucks like you know buy something in cash whatever like those those things start to shift um something that's like fascinating in the sense of all the all the all that you talked about the mindset and the possibilities and and the momentum and so um that's cool it's super cool (laughs) thank you as you could tell i i love the mindset behind it all because i believe that it it becomes easier if we can um, just deal with some of those deeper issues and in, in the goals, because now everything just needs to align with your goals. That's awesome. Um, as we kind of kind of wrap our time here, which I, I could carry this on for a long time, <laughs> um, I'll spare you. <laughs> the the like the vision, you know. Again, I know you have one, right? Um, pick a horizon: five years, ten years. 
the 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 future state of as y'all are in the upgraded lounge chairs now, right? Um, <laughs> and you and you look at the horizon, going cool. Here's the impact, the expectations, the hopes, the dreams of either the you know both the nonprofit, the business, yeah. the the vision of the future for y'all. Like, what kind of like stuff do you um, personally think? You know, what do you want to go see happen in the next five to 10 years? Absolutely. So ending generational poverty, mm. um, one person at a time, one family at a time, so we can change one community at a time. Dang. Um, mm. I, I believe if we can reach, you know, the um, youth, um, we can draw that interest from the parents that, hey, I too want to learn how to manage my finances or even vice versa. But now being able to confidently talk about it as a family, dream together as a family, set goals as a family, manage money and make it fun and creative as a family, and begin to start breaking down some of those generational barriers that have been up for years, yeah, that's right. right? But being able to face them together. And I, I, I believe if we can do that, just with little things, you know, whether it's creating and when I say we exceed expectations and Chapel Electric, being able to offer um, internships or even um, we, we have a pilot program that we're starting up for youth graduating, um, graduating seniors, I should say, um, if they don't want to go to school, because not every child wants to go to college. And it's okay as long as you do something, right? Because, mm. you know, I have a child too. I have children too. So, um, but if they don't want to go to college, you know, sharing that, you know, there's trades out there that will pay you very well. And so if they want to go down the electrical path, then we want to bring them on and we want to be able to educate them and put them on a job and train them for the first year and then send them to ABC school, um, you know, that second year. And so we, we want to be able just to, shift mindsets there, but also not just give them a job, but give them a career that can change their life as well as, you know, their, their future children, you know, families' lives. Um, same thing for people coming out of prison. You know, we, we want to be able to give them a, a career, not just a job. Love it. I love it. And, and it's a different podcast, which we'll talk about later, but like, holy smokes, the, the, the opportunity has, I don't think, maybe there's another time in history, never been better for someone to enter with an entre entrepreneurial and ownership mindset into a trade or a service-based business that has anything to do with, like, physical labor. Yeah. <laughs> like, electricity, plumbing, patios, pools, uh, window washing, lawn yeah. care. Like, like there is such a giant shortage of, like, helpful, responsive, yes. courteous, loving... <laughs> <laughs> well-branded people that like want to come serve and answer a phone call and respond to an email. <laughs> like, and let just, me tell you, and what you just mentioned, those trades that you just mentioned, robots can't replace those. Uh, amen. That's you right. know, so it's That's like, right. hello, That's these right. are, these are areas yep. that, you know, you will stay right. in business. That's right. Yep. That's exactly right. That's yeah. yeah all, all day long. <laughs> I can talk about that because it's, it's, uh, it's so true. Um, one last question before we do our final five. And, and uh, I'm just curious how this audience can do one of two things, either connect for like, 
hey, I need some of that help, yeah. <laughs> like which is probably all of us, right, to some degree. And then two, you mentioned volunteers earlier. Like, how can people either again connect and and benefit from the services of, of the organization and or um, volunteer, get plugged in? What do you need? Like, how can this community kind of come alongside y'all and help? Absolutely, thank you for asking. Um, so you can definitely connect with us in short version is let's exceed.org. Mm. You can connect with us there. Um, you can contact us on our contact page, but you can also, um, get involved by the way of your time, your energy, mm. or even your money. Love and it. so, um, you can, um, volunteer because that's a form of donating as well, right? You can volunteer. We're needing speakers, mm. you know, for our youth, cause we have a youth financial leadership program. Um, we are also needing um, sponsors and donors to be able to not only um, help us continue to print our curriculum books that we have and that we work out of that they're actually writing in, right? But um, also we want to be that resource where we're able to give youth in needs coats. We have our second annual coat drive that is going on right now. And we'll be awesome. delivering them on next week. But we're still collecting and we're still collecting new coats as well as monetary um as well, so we can go buy the coats this weekend. Mm. And so um, you can make those donations on letsexceed.org. Love it. Um, uh, also, we need facilitators, you know. So we, any facilitator from, you know, lead, teaching leader, leadership, teaching soft skills, um, if you like finances like I do, I would love to have you on board to be a financial coach. Um yeah, we, we also on Mondays sometimes do our Mindful Mondays. So if you want to share your story, you have a story, I would love to interview you. Mm. But people need to hear other people's stories. Totally. So then that way they know that they too can overcome the circumstance that is before them, mm. you know, as well. Mm. So. That's awesome. Well said. Thank you. Um, and I was using the wrong URL this whole time. So let's exceed.org. Uh, so we'll plug that in the show notes too. Okay, cool. Love it. Amazing. Put a bow on that part. Um, last five, here we go. Um, and I'm forgetting cause it was like such an awesome conversation. Okay. Number one, um, last book that you have read or listened to. So the tipping point mm. is one that I really love. Um, mm. love, love, love that book. Gladwell so, can write a little yes. bit. That dude's pretty talented. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great book. I love yes. it. Um, it, on like the low key, you know, dreaming on the patio days in a lounge chair, like what t-shirt, what's your go-to t-shirt? Well, one of the t-shirts that I have is, uh, blessed is she who believes. Love. I, I love that t-shirt and I wear it and probably because it has rhinestones on it. But, <laughs> <laughs> so it but no, and I believe too. that as well. Yeah, so. that's great. I love it. Um, the third question, what would you do right now at whatever time we are ha hanging out here? Uh, what would you do right now if you weren't afraid? I would skydive. Ooh. <laughs> So I have put a, an age on that 50. Is, nice. Yeah. That's so the limit. I, I still have, what, about five more years. That's well, the goal. Well, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> That's great. That's yeah. great. Um, I love that. Uh, favorite place on earth is? You know, nature, being by water and being just, you know, in a place of just solace, mm. peace. Yep. Yep. Connected yes. to the earth. Hey, yep. Yes. Amen. All right. Last one. When it's all said and done. What do you want to be remembered for? 
I want to be remembered for, um, because of her, I was able to. You know, and so whatever that might 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 be, you know, I just I want to be remembered for being able to um, mm. encourage, being able to uh, imp- inspire, impact lives. Um, I want to be remembered for giving hope. That's that's a pretty good answer. <laughs> I'm not sure how to like. What do I say after that? That's great. Well said. Um, thank you for joining us. Thanks for telling your story. Um, thanks for like the, the, the raw struggle parts too. Cause like, eh, if it's just shiny, like, I don't really believe it yep. really. Like after the stuff I've been kicked around in, in life, much, mo- mo- most of which was my own doing, by the way. Um, <laughs> basically all of it, like, I don't trust the shine really. Oh, I mean, absolutely. there's just, there's depth and struggle and raw and real and, and mess. And so, um, thank you. We're cheering for y'all. We're supporting you guys. Um, you. hope, hope lots of you will do the same. And uh, if there's ever anything else we can do to help, uh, it's an open door. So thanks for being a guest on Guild Stories. Thank you for having me. As always, thank you for listening. Your attention is super valuable, so thank you for giving it to us. If you're a fan of the show, please go rate and review us wherever you're listening to this. I would really appreciate it. Until next time, when we get to share another great conversation with you, have a great week and let your life tell a meaningful story.